Hello, nerds. We're brought to you by Proper Cloth. Proper Cloth is a premium quality, perfect fitting shirt that you can buy over at propercloth.com. Now, here's the thing. When we're getting emails from you guys, a lot of common questions are, how should I dress for my date? How can I look really good and really proper for my date in a way that will impress her? Here's the thing. There's really no right or wrong answer, but if you're wanting to leave a really great impression, Proper Cloth is going to help you with that. Now, six months back, they asked me to try out one of their shirts and they said, our shirts will last a while. Yes, they do cost a little bit more than your standard shirts, but they will last you a lot longer and that dollar will go a lot farther than it would with a bunch of these other shirts, which will rip, which will tear, which will look worn down and ratty after a few washes. Not with proper cloth. Not only is it custom fitted to fit your body in a way that's going to make you look great because that's the thing fitting clothes really does matter you don't want a shirt that looks too big on you or a shirt that looks too small on you and with proper cloth they make sure that the shirt looks perfectly fit on you so it is properly conforming to your size and shape which is great that's what you need now here's the thing these shirts do cost a little bit more and the quality is in the pricing of course but we're here to help if you use gift code nerds and love at checkout you will get twenty dollars off your first custom shirt now again these shirts do last a lot while but we're going to give you a little bit of a discount here so that you can get the shirt that you need and get into a shirt that's going to get you more dates and hopefully more success in your dating life so check out propercloth.com see what kind of shirts they have and hopefully you can find one that will get you farther in your dating life with that said let's get on with the show thanks for your time she won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again... You tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you loved out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Everybody, welcome to the Nerds and Love podcast. Hope you enjoyed that preamble about my computer. I'm, I'm just not even going to edit it out. I'm just going to keep it in. Why not? <laughs> really? I mean, how long does it actually take you to edit? Uh, not long, but I'm very lazy about editing. Uh, what? I, was I saying anything? No, you just. Oh, okay, good. Just, I think you just said like uh huh or something. Uh, but yeah, welcome to the Nerds and Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find her over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? 
I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Exhausted, but good. Just uh, spent the weekend down in Seattle. That was a lot of fun. Um, I got to make my pilgrimage to the Shake Shack there because I'm a huge burger fan. So, uh, uh, Have you been to one before? A Shake Shack? I have, but I, I think what I ordered, everyone told me my order was wrong and I made many a bad decision. So I came oh. back with the right decisions for uh, ordering from Shake Shack. Have you ever been to one? Oh, good. I have. Yeah, they have those in South Florida. Yep. Do you, are you more in and out or are you more Shake Shack? Cause there's, there's. I went to my first in and out when I was in California a couple of years ago. Um, I, I am a homemade burger person. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, you know, I don't know if I, we went to a burger place. I think it's a burger fi, burger fee. That was pretty good. Mm. Um, and then I'm not, I'm not a five guys person. Um, so I was, I mean, I kind of like the ones that, that Michael makes the best. So, um, mm. anything after that's just kind of plain burger, but so in, in, in a nutshell, um, I don't think I'm either person ah, of those know. restaurants. Yeah. I mean, I always prefer making a homemade burger too, but mm-hmm. I'm always curious to go to a place like Shake Shack or In-N-Out and, uh, see what they do differently like i know in and out they put mustard on the patty while they grill it so you get a bit of mustard flavor oh. in the patty yeah and i'm always like that's kind of cool so i mean i like that yeah that is, i didn't realize that when i ate one yeah i just kind of i like the fact that there are these kind of um non-hidden things on the menu you can mm-hmm. order off the menu but it's not really like a secret no i, th- I think that's kind of fun yeah but um, Even though it's not really a secret, it still feels you're like, oh, I'm undercover ordering a burger. Well, I know uh, Shake Shack has the peanut butter burger, so I tried that when I went down there. That was delicious. How was that? Oh, it's oh. amazing! Yeah, it's um, it's a bacon cheeseburger, but uh, they give you a little side of peanut sauce that you can put on. It's kind of like peanut butter, but it's a little runnier. Uh, like satay it's... sauce, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then you can just put that on the burger, and it's delicious huh. um probably terrible yeah. for you but you know what you only live once so make it there you go. go uh and much like another listener or a listener of ours uh i was a canadian visiting the u.s so there's a little tease for later oh that's right yeah, yeah you'll listeners will understand how we get to the email and we have not talked about the weather and i have big weather news <laughs> Like the one time most of the time it's like yeah it's hot and today it's like oh we might die you know <laughs> well we're we're supposed to be okay on this side of the state so mm. as some listeners probably know i live in tampa tampa bay area and um there's one hurricane model that it loops over and crosses over the state i call it the fu loop mm. uh but but we'll see um we should be okay uh the other side of the state I used to live there. I'm, I'm not sure how they're going to do, uh, cross our fingers. And then I have some family live in Jacksonville, so we got to be kind of looking out to see what happens there. But I hope everybody stay safe. Um, yeah. Pretty you scary know, stuff. And it's probably the worst, one of the worst hurricanes ever. So, um, you know, Trump has once said that, uh, nuking the hurricane makes all the sense. So, well, he also didn't know that there's a category five hurricane and also said that, um, Alabama was in a state of emergency, which it's not. So, yeah, I I always find Trump's uh, sayings hilarious. It's like, what? 
nuking a hurricane that would just kill a whole bunch of people. What are you talking about? Well, then someone posted online something about um, some statements that we made about people like like people in Florida don't shoot at the hurricane. We don't shoot at hurricanes. We just go and drink beer on a porch. Like, like we don't shoot at hurricanes. I'm not sure where somebody got that from, but we don't really do that. Is that a thing you do? You yeah. just like sit on the porch and watch the hurricane? Yeah, pretty much. It depends. If it's a level one or two, yeah. Because oh, okay. it's basically like a... For you, it would probably be like a really bad thunderstorm. But three and four, that's we're on the water, so three and four is when we usually get out. Three, they usually call uh, emergency evacuation. But but one and two, again, it's kind of like you can. They have sort of you can evacuate if you want, but at that point, it's just again, it's it depends on where you're at. But it's a, it's like a bad thunderstorm. Yeah. And I would tell anybody that you know exercise caution. That if you think it's going to get bad where you live, go ahead and leave. Yeah, the best day advice we can give this week is don't die from a hurricane, whatever you do. And, and well, just be careful. I mean, it is, it is really dangerous. And, and if you've seen what's done in the Bahamas, it's really horrible. So mm -hmm. uh, pretty sad stuff. So yep. everybody just be yep. careful. Yep. And Trump don't nuke the hurricane. It's not going to work. Okay. Yeah. Who, who knows what's going on there? Cal's <laughs> not even go there. <laughs> As a reminder, in case that last conversation wasn't uh, adequate enough of a reminder, this podcast is not a substitute for mental treatment. We have a lot of fun and we try to help some people up, but yeah, we're not not mental health treatment per se. For that, you can always contact Steph directly or go to psychology, psychiatry today or psychology today. Psychology today. Yeah, go find someone in your area. Uh, but still, we try to help everyone out. Like Brendan. Brendan says, nerds, what are some good grooming routines to get into prior to the date? I know you can easily just put on deodorant and hair gel and call it a day, but I want to step up my game. And then I also say, you know, might as well, might as well do something for girls too. It shouldn't just be guys because girls need help too, not just guys. But, uh, for guys at least, I'd say probably a good thing to do is, um, Make sure that, like, yeah, you're styling your hair and you're having, like, a nice shower beforehand. Um, I would also say, too, like, if you're in a place that's really humid, you can get these little spritzes. And I think you can even DIY uh, make one yourself uh, that'll actually sort of prevent sweating on, on your face. So you just kind of spray it on your face and it sort of helps you from sweating. Because I know one thing I see a lot when people go on dates is, like, just people profusely sweating on a date. And that's gonna make your date uncomfortable make you feel uncomfortable so stuff like that so always a good idea too um and some people are just more prone to sweating than other people too so. this is true um also too like uh a good cologne is always a good idea too and don't go too crazy with it just too sweet. right i just yeah i'd exercise caution with that because some people can be allergic yeah uh choose spritzes in the air and then you just walk into it that's what you need to do. right yeah that's the best way to do it don't uh, spray it directly on you. Just spray it in the air in front of you and then just walk into it like you're walking into a fine mist. Um, yeah, then aside from that, just like if you do have facial hair, making sure it's clean and, you know, well-groomed and it's not just a mess, not some bird's nest or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Nails are clean and trimmed and all that. Yeah, I'd say if... if you want to just get relaxed before you go on a date because it can be kind of nerve-wracking. I think always, you know, getting your hair cut or getting your beard trimmed or, or um, you know, getting a manicure can kind of help you just kind of take care of yourself a little bit and relax before you go out. And you'll be feeling good. 
So I think it's whatever you need to do to make yourself feel confident. There's no right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know if getting a haircut before a date would be... I, I always feel like getting a haircut like a week before a date is a good idea because at least it feels a little more worn mm -hmm. in. Um, sure. Also, too, I feel like if you get a haircut, and not maybe not too drastically, but like sometimes people can get some pretty drastic haircuts. It might kind of surprise someone when they go, oh, well, this doesn't look like this person I saw in the photos. So I don't know. Maybe try not to surprise somebody too much looks-wise. Um, you know, keep in mind that people are going out to date with you, especially with online dating, particularly. I'm going to assume that you're online dating. But um, if you are, then people are going out to date with you based on the photos you post. So try to at least look semi-like your photos, not to surprise anyone too much. But So basically, in summary, you can do whatever you want. Just whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. So, But, but you just want to be clean and well-groomed and... There you go. Yeah. And I think, like, for men at least, facial hair, the big thing is, like, make sure that it's actually, like, clean and well-groomed. Some people just think, oh, I'll grow out a beard or whatever and it'll look fine. But no, there's there's a method to the madness. So. Well, and there are quite a few good uh, YouTube videos on just on beard care. Mm-hmm. So check some of those out. And make, if you are, like, going to get grow a beard, which... I think beards can be good and they can look good on a lot of people, but like make sure that you're actually getting the proper things to care for it, such as, you know, like, um, like a brush to sort of like get on your lather and all that stuff and proper aftershave and all that stuff. So make sure you have everything like a moisturizer, just so you're, you know, if you are going to be grooming for it, you have everything that you would need. So. And again, those videos, there's there are a couple of people in particular I can think of that have pretty detailed videos where they talk about what grooming products they use and tools and everything. And mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a subreddit. Yeah. Too. All right. Uh, do you want to read Henry's email? Sure. Henry says, nurse, I've started dating this girl and she's very nice. Problem is, I want to have uh, problem is that I have a gaming arena that I visit twice a week. So that's just for people that don't know what that is. That's an esport thing. Um, it's my way to decompress. She keeps wanting to go and I tell her that it's really more for me and my friends, but she seems upset. I don't bring her. How do I explain this to her before it blows up in a bigger issue? Henry, Henry, everybody's got their thing that they do. Um, you don't always have to involve the other person with that. So that's your place and you can have whoever you want to, to that place. Uh, this is your me time. So I would say that if you don't want to bring her there, you don't have to. Uh, before it blows on a bigger issue, I think when people have a passion or interest that they have, I think that in relationships, we need to respect that because if we don't, I think we're kind of infringing on the other person's space. Um, so particularly if we don't really share that passion. So I'd say that it shouldn't really be a bigger issue. Uh, this is where you want to go and you just want it to be your place. And I think that's perfectly acceptable. I don't know. What do you think, Kurt? Um, I think like mostly, um, if you're going to, you know, not want her to go, like, are you articulating to her that you don't want to go? Or are you just sort of, you know, being like, ah, no, can't bring you. Like, I don't know, maybe you just explain that it's your time uh, and set those boundaries so that she knows that, you know, it's not that you don't want to bring her because you don't want her to go because, you know, some other ancillary reason you're not wanting her to go because it is your time to sort of get away from a lot of these other things. Uh, and hopefully she understands. If not, then yeah, that's 
maybe a bit of an issue there in terms of respecting boundaries and whatnot. But I don't know. I think if you explain it in a way that, you know, articulates your thoughts clearly, then she should understand. And if she doesn't, it might not be the right relationship for you. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with you wanting to have that space just for yourself. Yeah, because it seems weird to sort of go to someone and say, hey, how come, you know, you're not inviting me to this one thing, you know, a week or twice a week or whatever. You know, like, there's plenty of time for you two to hang out still. So it's not like you're extremely limiting your time from what I can tell. So I wouldn't say it's so much weird. I mean, I, I think it's actually good that she brought it up so you guys can at least talk about it. Uh, but again, that doesn't mean that you have to include someone in, in something that you see as a private thing that you do on your own to decompress. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe it'd be different if she was into esports, and that's something else. Well, um, but is. still, that doesn't even mean you have to include her in that anyway. Um, so yeah, sometimes, sometimes, and it depends on the relationship. Some people just um, they want to be around each other all the time, and in some relationships, some people aren't like that. And either way is fine, and it's just finding that fit of apart time and together time and whether that works for you so Mm -hmm. but yeah there's no there's no need for you to feel uncomfortable like you like you need to bring her there Uh, i don't think you necessarily have to i wonder if it's also trust issues on her part too if she's you know maybe thinking that Mm -hmm. you know henry's up to something else uh because some people get like that they can get very insecure right Uh, that's also not henry's issue yeah so not to you know justify the behavior or anything i'm just saying that's kind of that could be one reason why she's like that either way it's an issue on her part not on your part so right and that doesn't mean henry that you need to fight her no to prove you never have to prove anything to anybody no i think the only thing you really should be doing is just establishing that your boundary like this is something that i i prefer to do on my own uh and you know see if she still respects that if not then yeah it's probably time to move on and let's say she's she's not into gaming. She may just wonder what that is. Yeah. So maybe you just she just wants to know what it entails, and or maybe she is into it, or maybe she wants to get involved in it. And I mean, I it would be a good conversation to have. Maybe she's interested in joining you. So I don't I don't know. But even then, again, you don't have to necessarily include her in it. No. Maybe she's just curious. Well, and I'm wondering if she has these activities that she does on her own, or if she's kind of you know some people don't really have interests or hobbies aside from their significant other or partner uh which is pretty big road flag um so i wonder if she has any kind of interests like that uh because everyone should have things like that that they do separate from their partner you shouldn't be doing everything with your partner so well i would say that it's not necessarily a red flag it depends on the context of it if it's um because someone has social anxiety i think it's pretty normal for people to have difficulty establishing outside interests. Um, They could have an interest that they like just doing at home. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's a red flag. I think it just, when you look at the, the behavior altogether, um, is the person willing to try new things? Again, interest can be stuff where you go out places or not go out places. So by itself, it's not really red flag, but look at what else is going on. All right. Do you want to read Thomas's email? Or no, sure. I guess I'll read I'll... Thomas's email. Never mind. Oh, okay. I you can do time. whatever you want. It's okay. okay. Uh, Thomas says, Nerds, I've been dating this girl, and on the third date, I invited her over to my place. Before we started having sex, she told me she has hepatitis. I don't know uh, if I should or if I should continue to date her or sleep with her. Am I jeopardizing my future if I stay with her? Um, I would say consult with a doctor 
on what can be done. Right. There are five different types of hepatitis. Yeah. Uh, some are more common than others. Some are viral. Some aren't. So, uh, yeah, you really need to talk to your doctor. We're, we're not in the position to give health advice. Yeah. If you're but really... like, like any relationship, you should always use a condom. Yeah. So. And you should, yeah. If uh, she's not willing to talk to a doctor, then that's a pretty clear sign. But, uh, yeah, maybe go talk but to But she told doctor. you, and I think that's good. Yeah, that's a good sign. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Uh, do you want to read Chantel's email? Sure. Chantel says, uh, two weeks ago, I went to a wedding with my boyfriend. We knew he'd be drinking the wedding was in the u.s we're in canada so it made sense to book a hotel well we get to the hotel to book ourselves in and they require a credit card on file he tries a few none of them work finally his grandma had to put her card in the file how embarrassing since then it's all i can think about i'm worried he has trouble with finances should i bring this up with him or his time moves on time i move on chantal chantal we don't really know how long you've been together i think that makes a big difference uh, but if you if this is something where you've been together for a while, this is getting serious. I think any couple needs to talk about finances. This is a, a roadblock for a lot of couples. Uh, somebody's a saver, somebody's a spender. Uh, we don't always know the person's debt level or um, how seriously they take finances. So uh, I just say, you know, it really depends on how long you've been together and how serious your relationship is. Uh, and it, it can be an awkward conversation. Again, it's something I think I mentioned before. If you just address and just say, hey, this is really awkward to talk about. But, you know, I, I was wondering um, when we went to the hotel and your credit card didn't work, I was wondering, is some is some, something going on we should talk about or do you have any concerns or um, and, and if he answers like he's annoyed that you asked, I mean, I think it's a pretty good question to ask, because, again, if, if you are in a serious relationship and you're thinking about being together for a longer period of time, this is something you really need to talk about because it does come up sooner or later. So what do you think? Oh, well, I think, um, actually, I don't think it actually is reflective of his uh, financial situation. I think that's a pretty big assumption to make considering that uh, you were visiting a different country and many times credit card companies will place limits on cards if they see that a, <coughs> excuse me, transaction is being placed in a country that is not the country that the card and the cardholder are based out of hmm. um the fact that he i've tried... never run into that in canada have you like when I've... you came to the u.s yeah anytime i go to the u.s i need to inform my credit card company that i'm going there otherwise my cards will not work okay. so uh i don't think it's necessarily reflective in the fact that he tried a few different cards says to me that it probably wasn't reflective of his financial situation maybe it is but I don't think this is necessarily the big issue that it maybe reads as. Maybe if there's some other financial issues that are going on, maybe. But if not, then this is more than likely just a case of the credit card company putting a limit on the card because they see that it's being used in a country that's not uh, Canada. So this is actually fairly common, and I wouldn't necessarily hold that against him. Uh, but if it's in context of some, some larger issues, maybe. But... I wouldn't necessarily jump to that conclusion right away. And I say it, it's a, a good thing to start thinking about uh, finances and your relationship to finances. And, and again, if you're going to get serious, I think this is something that couples really need to talk about because I would say this and parenting and sex are the three things that couples argue about the most. 
So always have those discussions. And again, I know it's uncomfortable, but it's better to talk about the stuff now rather than later. And Chantal, I don't know if, if maybe your boyfriend's given you, like her was saying, are there other issues going on with money that this may have made you think, huh, I wonder what's going on? Or uh, is it something that um, that maybe you just have particular concerns about um, for various reasons, we all have different relationships with money. Um, so it might just be something you want to talk about anyway. Again, it really depends on the, on the seriousness of your relationship. If you've been together a month, you know, maybe not. Uh, but again, we don't really know how long you've been with your boyfriend and how serious it is. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I tend to think this is probably a non-issue. I mean, if he knew that he was short on finances, then he would have probably, you know, most reasonable people would just say, hey, you know, I'm short on money for whatever reason. And can you cover me for this or something like that? So it sounded like assuming he's, he's reasonable. Well, yeah. I mean, I want to, I want to assume that this guy is probably, you know, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt here and say that he probably just forgot to inform his credit card company that he was going to the States. Cause that even happened to me actually this weekend. I forgot to inform my, one of my credit card companies. So went down there to use the card and it wouldn't work and you know it was fine i managed to just call them and they were like oh it's fine yeah you can go ahead and use the card but uh you know i think if you're in a relationship and maybe you're maybe looking for some things that might be potential issues i can see how you know card not working that's a you know potentially a red flag but i would yeah maybe not necessarily jump to the conclusion that it's his fault per se so yeah, and again, I would, I would just, it really depends on how serious you guys are. If you're thinking about making this, you know, maybe even a lifetime commitment, I think you really need to talk about finances. Uh, should you talk about in the context of this scenario? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, again, it depends on what other information you have. If there's been somebody that's raised your concern. So I, I get it, a lot of it's about context. So if you just bring it up as, hey, um, you know, since we're going to be moving in together or whatever, uh, I think, you know, probably be a good time to talk about finances. That makes a lot of sense. But if you come at it as, hey, I want to know why your credit card wasn't working and that concerns me, then he's probably going to go on the defensive. Mm. So it really depends on why you're asking. Again, if this has been an issue of maybe you guys live together and he hasn't paid a bill or two, or you've seen that, that maybe he has some spending issues, yeah, I think it is appropriate to bring up. Um, but again, yeah, you're right. Maybe it is something like his credit card is, isn't working because you're out of the country. Um, I'm kind of curious why he didn't step aside and call his bank. Maybe there was a line of you waiting to check into the hotel because you're at a wedding. I don't know. Um, but again, it sounds like it's something that's on your mind anyway, possibly. So again, it really depends on the context of your relationship and how serious you guys are. All right. Now, wait, you just near Tamara. All right. Uh, Tamara, Tamara says nerds. I've been with my husband now for 15 years and we love each other dearly, but help me. God, I hate his brother. His parents died <clears throat> long ago and his brother lived with him. He's moved in with us and he's the bane of my existence. He makes a mess, has bad personal hygiene and either can't work or refuses to work. Depending on when you ask, I want to suggest to my husband that his brother pay us rent, not much, 500 a month, and keep in mind for a basement suite of the size he has in this neighborhood would cost twice that. Still, it's his brother, and I don't want it to come across as a me issue. I want to ensure that he knows it's because I want us to retire at a reasonable age, and this would go a long way. Any advice, Tamara, Tamara? 
uh, yeah, I think you have a, you know, this is a place that you are arguably this house is something that you're both, uh, you know, investing in and both paying into. I think you have equal right to bring up these issues. Uh, I think as long as you word it properly and let him know, like, hey, you know, I do think that he should be contributing to this house holds uh, cost, you know, instead of just being like, oh, he's a bum. He's just sitting there doing nothing because that's going to come across the wrong way. So I think just making sure that you sort of articulate it in a way that, you know, makes it known that, you know, this is more about, you know, making sure that everybody's contributing to the household. And maybe it's not fully equally, but it sounds like for how much you're potentially wanting to charge the brother, I don't think that's too unreasonable to ask. But uh, what do you think, Steph? Tara, I'd, I'd wonder, does his brother have a disability? Uh, is Does he qualify for financial services uh, through social services? Uh, it depends on what his underlying issues are. Um, you said his parents died long ago and, and now he lives with you. I'm wondering where he lived in the interim and what happened in that situation. Because it sounds like there's a gap between when, when his parents died and when he came to your house. Um, I, I think it's important to, again, the $500 a month, it depends on what his financial situation is. Can he work? It sounds like you're not really sure if he's able to work or refuses to work. Uh, you know, there, it could be that he has a disability. Uh, so again, it's important that he gets set up with services if that's the case. And I'm not sure what country you live in, but um, you spell with a U. So I'm just going to throw out and say Canada um, or the UK. So I, I'm or or the caribbean so um i don't it occurred in the in the canada if you are there disability uh like here we have like social security benefits and stuff do they have that in canada well before you get too far i'll just say i think uh my thing just auto corrected it to that because i'm in canada so i don't know if that necessarily is an oh <laughs> you auto corrected okay so, so if you're in the u.s so let's just say um there's there are social uh it's a social security uh disability and you can um, talk with, you can consult with an attorney or actually go down to social security and, and see if he qualifies. Um, yeah, there might actually be previous testing available um, that show if he had a disability. So, uh, and you, know, you could look at it as, you know, your, your husband may feel a sense of obligation to his family that he takes care of his brother. So again, we don't really know why his brother's not working it sounds like like you're feeling pretty angry about it though i picked up on this and i would make sure you take care of that or else that's going to bleed into other aspects of your relationship um you know when you say you're that he's the bane of your existence i know you're using some hyperbole uh but also um you know he can't work or refuses to work depends on who you ask or when you ask um it, you know it i i feel like there's some stuff that you kind of need to look at it again your anger level about it and your frustration level because if if you talk to your husband about this without kind of addressing your anger or frustration level it's going to come through and it's not probably going to go well um i think this is one of those cases where i would recommend going to a couples therapist because this is somebody else living in your home and this is your husband's brother so you know he has some loyalty with his brother so i think this is something that's big enough that i would have a third party there to talk about and again if his brother has a disability there are services available so i i would again you know i would look at it as why your brother is probably upholding his moral and ethical obligation to take care of his brother. And that that's how his family is, you know, that you're there for each other. Um, keep in mind too, that your, your husband and his brother both have lost their parents. 
So that, um, that changes a lot of things for people. So uh, again, I would go see a couples therapist and also again, try to kind of keep an eye on your anger and frustration. And when that peaks, I think you have every right to talk to your husband about it. Uh, and because again, this is a person living in your home, but I think it'd really be helpful if you have a third party there to talk about. Yeah. I don't know if I didn't read that as he had a disability, but I mean, even then, I would I would probably imagine there's some sort of job that he could get where he's maybe making at least a little bit of money. Maybe not $500 a month, but something. Right. Well, in the U.S., if you have uh, a disability, you might be able to be helped by vocational rehabilitation services, and they can help you with job placement if you have a disability. Um, I think the part that I thought it, maybe he didn't is that he either can't work or refuses to work, depends on when you ask. Um and and again i that's if he has a disability there are services available and again there is job search services with vocational rehab so um yeah i would talk to um a therapist again i would have the two of you you and your husband come in i'm wondering if there's some other stuff that is going on in your relationship too in addition to this because i'm thinking this does bleed into other areas so it might just be a good time for the two of you to talk about boundaries uh and and finances again i would do that with another person in the room uh i i you know and who knows maybe bringing it up maybe the husband might agree you never know so <laughs> i don't think there's anything wrong with bringing it up also set your expectations that the husband might say no that's not gonna happen so you know i, I don't i think it's fine to suggest it and bring it up but don't go in with expectations that you're going to get a certain answer that you may be wanting so because sometimes we do that when we go and ask somebody for something is we go in with the pretenses that things are going to go a certain way. And then when they don't, we get frustrated. Uh, so it's mm. good to keep in mind that, you know, if you do go and ask them to be prepared, that it might not go the way that you're expecting. Uh, so, I mean, it's a healthy mindset to have is to not go into any sort of interaction, just predicting that things are going to go the way that you're wanting them to. Um, so something to keep in mind as well. And tomorrow too, to, to kind of look at your anger and, and frustration, if that's what's going on. I mean, I don't want to ascribe emotions to you, uh, but I would say, do you have a sibling? And if so, what would things be like for your sibling uh, if your parents passed away or maybe they already have? Um, now, the way that families do stuff is different for family to family. It doesn't necessarily mean one way is good and one way is bad, uh, but mm -hmm. maybe again, that, you're, that you're, your husband has an ethical moral obligation to his family it may have been an agreement he made with his with his uh family with his parents so um yeah but that doesn't mean there can't be some kind of boundary set um but again it sounds like this is something that you guys got married and you didn't have the expectation also you know what we don't know if you have kids is that part of it too that you feel like really overwhelmed because you're trying to you know like they're like this guy leaves the house a mess and you've got kids you got to take care of too and even if you don't have kids um I, I think it's just something that you guys need to talk about because it is you know, your house and you've been together for 15 years and and for that reason i'd say you know go to a counselor um, maybe one that works with uh, extended family issues you can ask them that you can say here's the situation do you specialize in this kind of thing and if they don't they can uh refer someone to you so um i would just see what options are available and what I, what actually is the situation with brother um and why he's living there all right otherwise it becomes like an elephant in the room so yeah, definitely should be brought up mm -hmm. all right last email is from deborah do you want to wait am i reading deborah i, I can read deborah sure 
So, nerds, right a year ago, I met this guy, and he was very nice, sweet, and caring. We quickly established a relationship. We took some time off to figure some stuff out, and during that time, I slept with a colleague. Well, I called it off the colleague and went back to my boyfriend. Now, just so you know, he was aware that I was allowed to see other people, and there were no limits on what I could do, but he doesn't know it was with my colleague. So now I found out I'm pregnant, and doing the math, there's no way it's my boyfriend. It's my colleague. It'll be hard to hide the fact that baby is my boyfriend's as my colleague is Asian and my boyfriend and I are both Caucasian. Any advice on what to do here, Deborah? Deborah, just be honest with both of them. Yeah. And your turn. What would you say? Um, yeah, I mean, just tell them the truth, you know. Do uh, be prepared that there may be some co-parenting situation there that might not be ideal for you, but uh, yeah, you got to be honest. And who knows... The uh, colleague might not want anything to do with it, and maybe that might work better for you, but either way, you might want to figure out something and just tell them. Lay out the groundwork first and let them figure out what the next step is. Hmm. Cool. Well, good luck, everybody. Um, you, know, you know, all this. There's a lot of good emails this week, as always. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, uh, you can find out more of Steph's work over at stephaniesarkis.com. You can find out more of my stuff over at threeangrynerds.com, including many other podcasts. Uh, And you can always email us. And if you have an issue, maybe you've got somebody living in your house that you want to start charging rent for. Who knows? Maybe you got some questions. Let us know. Mailbag at threeangrynerds.com. Until next time, everyone. Bye for now. Bye.